Hello and welcome everybody to episode 6 of Uploading Podcast, the flagship podcast of incompatibility. My name is Silas <laughs> and we are again joined by our favourite favorite host, co-host, which is Sod. Hello. Yes. Hello. Your favourite, hopefully, Gatbat hybrid VTube streamer, among other things. Link tree in the description. Etc. 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 That we gone. Uh, you can find all the links, and I don't really think feel like repeating it. At least at the beginning. Again, maybe I'll go over the schedule, my schedule at the end. But uh, well, let's just get right on into this. Bobby, make this a quicker one. We're recording very late this evening. <laughs> the first thing in our running order is actually just an information about everybody. Follow at uploading pod on Instagram and Twitter, and send in tech things, anything related to tech or gaming. Uh, Yeah, comments, questions, stories on uploadingpod at gmail.com, and then we will hopefully be able to feature that on the show, improving how interesting this is, potentially. Yeah. (laughs) User feedback is always appreciated. What was I thinking? Yeah. Oh yeah, also oh, yeah, leave something... a review. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you can rate podcasts. <laughs> this is a good episode already. Anywho, topic number one before we get stuck on a tangent. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to read it? Oh, by all or means. Who, who's going to read it? <laughs> Canon makes you print with original fakes. As a result of the ongoing global chip shortage, Canon is scrambling to appease a wave of fewest customers after its own ink cartridges are malfunctioning uh, to be read as fake. A widespread outcry has made the rounds on social media as Canon printers are not affirming the legitimacy of Canon ink cartridges with the Japanese company works to attain uh, the semiconductor chips that verify them. In the meantime, Canon has been forced to explain to its customers how to bypass and override a digital right management tool that previously didn't allow customers to use other cartridge brands other than Canon. As a total of 19 Twitter models have been affected, prompting a temporary workaround, Uh, instructions on uh, Canon's official website outline how and why to ignore the warnings that were previously in place in the Forbid customers from using non-canon ink. <laughs> I, I had to hold back my laugh so long for this whole what the whole thing while you were talking about this. I was reading a lot. I was like, "This is so funny to me." <laughs> I I don't know what else to say other than this uh... is like a scam. It's like it really is like the absurdity of function there. It's like. Elon Musk having like a patent on a very specific type of interaction to recharge his electric electric cars. So like it's a lot of work to either go to a different one. You need to buy some form of adapter. You know, if you want to go to another electric car I mean, recharging not station. Here. Not here because in thank goodness you, this is all standardized. We have one basically one charging port for cars. 
Oh, thank goodness. But well, like, yeah, there's no generally there's no Tesla specific port here in the US. Uh, there is sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tesla there's a, is just terrible, but um, yeah, it just it feels <laughs> very, very much like a scam of like, okay, we've sold your product. Now we're going to force you to engage in a service attached to said project. And rather than keep it competitive or make it, you know, incentivize it by making a good service, we're instead going to do our darndest to block you out from using any alternatives that you can find. It, it's just yeah. something that should probably be illegal. You know? Like, you sold the goods. I mean, make I have, good printer. I, I have a ink. Canon printer, I have yeah. one. It was like it was like eighty euro when I got it like years ago. I I definitely have one like a print check something. I can't remember if it's like specifically Canon or like a HP one, but it's the same issue about like this yeah. very specific ink and having these chips in them. Like it's somewhat useful to know like okay, is this empty or not? We can use it, but blocking out other ones feels like just a waste, you know. It you don't, just, yeah, you does, don't need, it's not needed. You don't need that kind of chip to know if an ink cartridge is empty. And no, also, I mean, the thing is... for the machine to know. So it knows, oh, can I print with this? Well, or you can have other sensors. You can have other sensors. You can have, like, a clear plastic part or something, and then it shines like a laser through the fucking ink, and then it can see, is it locked or not? But if, I think, I'm assuming that works. Something like that. It doesn't have to be inside of the ink cartridge. That could work, but it would require the, um, like, either the color and just plain black ink to be separate, so you can have a center on the other side of each cartridge, or... There is other ways to do this, definitely. There are definitely far better ways for the consumer. So... I just appreciate the irony here. Yeah. I... What I just wanted to bring into this i yeah i have my the printer that i just talked about mm-hmm. i've used it in the beginning when i had it because it came with ink and then yeah. once that ran out i went out and bought ink <laughs> and that was mm. the first only time that i did it because the ink was like more than half the size the the price of the printer itself and i was like okay fuck this what? If I want to print something out, I'm just going to put it on a USB stick and go to like a fucking shop where I can print it out because that's cheaper and better and basically more convenient. Because what also happened, uh-huh. the, the ink would be full still, but you it just wouldn't print shit out correctly. It would have the worst quality. Oh. It, like as if the, the nozzles were like blocked or something. <laughs> crusty just, fucking ink or whatever. That I didn't sounds like that. Horrible. So yeah, maybe maybe getting a laser printer if is better if you don't print that often because it's not a liquid in toner cartridges. But with with those, again, fucking printer stuff costs so much. That's the same thing with those capsule things for caf- uh, co- coffee machines. On, on top of that, it's just a huge waste to, uh, not waste, harm to your environment. That's a bunch of, like, plastic for, like, each individual one with a film stuff that isn't easily recycled that you pierce every time, as opposed to just, like, a glass jar with just a little bit of, like, papery tinfoil on top of it that you 
open up every time. Actually, like one I is think... really reusable and the other isn't. Yeah, I think I just remember this like image or video of somebody opening up one of those inkjet cartridges, <laughs> and instead of it just being like a container, it had like all these like twists and turns and unnecessary plastic in there to completely minimize how much ink you can fill in there. Just pretty shitty. Uh, just so you can buy more of it. <laughs> I think the same thing is going on in terms of like um a lot of food products as well. They keep like recognizable dimensions from one perspective, but like for instance, oh, yeah. cereal boxes uh, boxes, my bad. Have been getting slightly uh, thinner at the sides, holding less content within them. That's one thing that I'm really sensitive about. Whenever yeah. I buy anything, I will complain immediately if the packaging is too big or shit. That's not just about big. It's like a same kind of box like a decade ago yeah. that used yeah. to hold a lot more, uh, say, Cheerios. That's one I particularly like was thicker when you looked at it than the side compared to the present-day ones, which, while from the front, still have the same dimensions you'd recognize, are a lot thin at the side, meaning they have a lot less volume in them to store Cheerios. Like, it's just a really insidious tactic. Like, in terms of jaws, they actually raise up the base of them a little bit now as well. Yeah. So they can hide, uh, just get that little bit extra out. You know? Instead of just a little dip it needs to stabilize itself, it's like really up in there now compared to again like a decade ago just to save that little bit extra uh, just you ever get that feeling that the world's just gone very wrong somehow multiple times a day yes yeah I, <laughs> I, I'm complaining like I'm a retiree but for Christ's sake I I'm holding 24. Yet these things are so self-evidently true. It's just... Oh, it's yeah. so depressing. This is a happy podcast. <laughs> well, okay. The good note is, though, Canon now not being able to make those chips, they are basically training people to to trick the fucking printers yeah. into working with fake cartridges. And turns out what you have to do is you just have to press OK. <laughs> yeah. And then it works anyways. I just <laughs> I'm I'm baffled by this. So I like I, this. People will be like, oh well, if it shows up a oh, fake incompatible thing detected and I just need to mm-hmm. press OK, why would I still buy the fucking Canon thing for, I don't know, 60 euro or whatever it is. Why wouldn't I just buy the, I don't know, cheap refillable thing or some other? I think one of them has like a sensor thing in it that scans for QR code that is very easy to uh, trick and override. But there's another one with like the Canons. Printers are connected to Wi-Fi now. Why? So they can update their firmware. And it's like, they're probably, once this is all over, going to send out a patch to prevent you from doing that, so that way you have to buy oh, Canon once again. Oh, they could patch I, that. Uh, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. But they're like, oh, well, we can make chips again. Well, let's just make the warning permanent, so you can't press OK with a fake yep. cartridge. I oh, hope no. that from all of this, people don't get complacent, and uh, various politicians just outline this unnecessary process 
making things more complicated and essentially locking out a device you paid good money for because you don't have its quote-unquote specific uh, fuel or resource it needs anymore, and that's just being proud by it. And alternatives are being monopolized via these chips. You can't go for them because it will only work with uh, something that comes from the same company. It's a huge problem, and I hope politicians stamp down on it hard. And speaking of that, unless you have anything else you want to say on this, I don't think it's going to get any cheerier, point number two. <laughs> Next topic. Here we go. Um, the biggest deal in gaming, 2.0. On the 10th of January, Take-Two Interactive, who are the owners of Rockstar and 2K, have bought mm-hmm. Zynga for 12.77. billion US dollars. We didn't talk about this on our show last last episode or any episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but at that time, at that time, that was known as the biggest deal in gaming. And also, I'm Mm. sorry, but I can't imagine Zynga. Like, what do they make? They make, like, Farmville 3 or something. I went to their website earlier while oh. doing research for this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, free mobile. It was, like, free mobile games and stuff. Well, Words mm-hmm. with Friends 2, Harry Potter, Puzzles and Spells, Game of yeah. Thrones, Slot Casino. Okay, Game of Thrones is about fruit machines? Really? Uh. I guess not. <laughs> The sad thing is, is like those are probably very prop, uh, profitable. You know, they probably do making a lot of money. From I those. believe so. If, if Take Two pay thirteen billion US dollars for this, I feel like it, I can't justify rounding it up to thirteen from like twelve point seven because that's three hundred million dollars. It's not like you're saying like thirteen dollars as opposed to twelve seventy. Okay, yeah, twelve. I still think at 12.7 billion US dollars, yeah. Zynga probably make enough money to warrant this. <laughs> I I think so, unless it's okay. like a Tumblr situa- a situation, you know, like, didn't that get by, uh, bought Tumblr up by... Tumblr did not get bought by billions of dollars, I think. Well, I think definitely hundreds of millions, you know. And then at, it was sold for like a fraction of that price after it's like... Um, adult content purge like i just purge all that saw a huge drop in users and like in turn like just uh, was sold off again to somebody else for like at an 18th of its price that was bought for like i don't remember the exact numbers off of the top of my head but like it is just a completely comedic pratfall you know okay i've looked it up <laughs> about tumblr actually Mm-hmm. So they were bought by by Yahoo slash Verizon for yeah, one are. for one point one billion. That was yeah, fine, and then the adult ban happened and all things like that. And then and then Verizon sold it to Automatic for three million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Those two oh my god! <laughs> they okay. they killed the first bones to get an eighteenth uh, of that original price. 
how do you mismanage a company that you go from one from a billion dollars to three million? A uh, part of that is because uh, in six again, years, again, like people in this business world and in banking are incredibly prudish when it comes to this stuff for some reason. It's a real problem overall about like you know banks and you know card companies such as Mastercard and uh, Visa trying to decide where you can spend your yeah. own money because they're always very iffy about this. But like the Tumblr situation proved, like people just want to do that. And Tumblr, like in specifically, was like well known for it. You know, that was yeah. a site you'd you'd go to to see like you know. Original art, you know, made by adult creators, you know, various drawings and like, and purging all that just purged the majority of the content of the site or what kept people coming regularly. Like, again, it's just bizarre mismanagement. It's like OnlyFans trying to like cash out and was considering banning all like adult content just so, like, they could work with their MasterCard because they were, like, threatening to push them out and not accept their payments. I think there was a problem on, like, um, Pornhub as well and, like, where PayPal doesn't work for them anymore. You know? A lot of these companies are just so prudish about it, the ones that affect how money gets from A to B. And I think there definitely needs to be further regulations about that. But yeah, it's like yeah. for these companies in particular who make the money off of it, it's like, I know it's a tough situation, but like you have to realize there is no bag without the adult stuff because that's how you got the bag, you know? In, if you cut that cases, off, yeah. the bag vanishes. Yeah, in yeah. some cases, such as like OnlyFans and Tumblr in particular. I'm not saying that's with, for everywhere, but at the same time, yeah. it's still going to be a huge blow to you. Like if, if Twitter just did the hard purge tomorrow, it would see a lot of drop in users, you know? It wouldn't make the company unprofitable, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> would be a massive, massive blow to them. They get bought by fucking Yahoo and then get sold to automatic. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay. Hilarious. Anyhow, moving on. Getting into the topic again. Yeah, so that was, that, that Zynga deal was, at that point, the biggest deal in gaming. But now, Microsoft will acquire Activision Blizzard for, what is that number, $95 per share? Yes, it is. For $95 yeah. per share in an all-cash transaction valued at $68.7 billion US dollars. When That's... the transaction closes, Microsoft will become the world's third largest gaming company by revenue, behind Tencent and Sony. <clears throat> the planned acquisition includes iconic franchises from Activision, Blizzard, and King Studios like Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and Candy Crush. Candy Crush alone probably makes as much as fucking all of the all of Zynga. <laughs> I don't I think probably. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, but goddamn, I mean, Candy Crush makes a lot of money. It probably, almost certainly, makes it. Like it, it definitely outpaces any singular like franchise uh, Zynga has. I don't know real numbers, but just from out of my my gut feeling, that's true. Yeah. 
the company has studios around the world with nearly 10,000 employees. Bobby Kotick will continue to serve as CEO of Activision Blizzard. Boo. And mm. he and his team yeah. will maintain their focus on driving efforts to further strengthen the company's culture and accelerate business growth. Whatever that means. Once the deal closes, the Activision, Activision once the deal closes, the Activision Blizzard business will report to Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Mm. I Okay. Genuinely, I don't think <laughs> Kotick will be there for much longer once the acquisition is is completed in 18 months. Yeah, most likely. I yeah. It's kind of going to be a similar situation as it was that he did with Blizzard. Kind of slowly just like stripping away like the people and like quote unquote the highest positions of authority, such as the CEO and various uh, CFOs and like those are very high, high executive positions and just have all that flow upstream to his company that he was in charge of. But um, Phil Spencer has also made like uh, statements, I believe, about just like, you know, these companies leave some free reign to make the best quality content they can, which is encouraging. And I think like a lot of people are aware of a lot of the grossness, the nastiness has been going on. Like what's it? Activision as well as Ubisoft and EA, but like Activision as well, that made a lot of headlines recently and it's seen a sustained protest and demands for unionization by the workforce there so i i don't know i'm very iffy about this because like i i'm very worried about the effects of monopolization will have on the gaming industry but at the same time it's also a very toxic environment that might provide some short-term resolution to like a lot of that nastiness, but it could also undermine the demands of the workforce to get unionized. You know, uh, Microsoft might just step in and say like, "No, you thought Activision was already being scummy about like letting this happen and uh, joining forces with like union-busting for, uh, firms." Microsoft could easily just like. Drop an anvil on them. You know what I mean? Well, uh, we've had interviews with, well, we've had, uh, not we, people have had interviews with Phil Spencer before, and he's like, I think he's a way better person than Bobby Kotick is. I don't doubt that, but it's like the. At least Phil Spencer didn't like what all the things that happened at uh, at Activision and are still happening. I think that's what they are going to do. They're going to. Get rid of people who think who who they think are evil and bad and contribute to the abuse and enable that. I don't think Microsoft nowadays still want to screw around with companies that they acquire, like what they used to do with companies like Rareware, for example. They where they just bought it, changed everything, and then kind of fucked it up for many years until they kind of I, got, put themselves together again. I do hope that's the case. But at the same time, it's like unionized workforce typically means you have to pay them more and provide more, yes. you know, coverage for the stuff. And like a CEO that's just like less of a profit, that's less that you can return to whatever shareholders you have. You know, it's like I don't think he'll uh, Phil Spencer is like anywhere 
close to being evil or anyone near as bad as like Bobby Kotick, but it's like, you know, it kind of goes against his own self interests to allow the, what's an interest of the Microsoft at large to allow any portion of the workforce to unionize, especially if it starts in one gaming company, you know, it might spread to the others under the belt as well as across like the, um, Genesis or the industry as a whole, which I would argue it should be just for improved quality of life. Yes. You know, you but... don't have to have, you don't need to have a union though to have good working conditions and money for your projects. Yeah. The end goal for Microsoft now has become having good games on Game Pass so you can pay them the subscription. And I think that's mm. what they want to do. I think they're now buying up developers, giving them more money and more time to have really good games that come out the same day on Game Pass. So you get the subscription and then never cancel it ever again. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been rocking it for a while. I've played a lot of good games on that. I had a lot of fun. I think I played like yeah. all of Hollow Knight via Game Pass as well as um, Monster Sanctuary and a few others. And it really has enabled like uh, my random stuff on a Thursday, just hopping into all these various different games. That has been a lot of fun. But happy uh, people are more productive than people who are sad and hate their workplace. If you have that's like, a studio that goes on strike for like seven weeks, which is one of the studios that Activision Blizzard has, that's not good. That's not good for the for the company. That's not good for the people there. That that's not good for literally anyone. Why not just have the management fuck off and have other evil people fuck off and give them more money so they can do what they want and create great art? Well, it kind of comes a problem there because like they're trying to sell art, but like if a company is publicly traded, they uh, the C- uh, CEO and other executives are accountable to the shareholders yeah. and they kind of have to show profit at the end of the year and paying people a certain amount less, uh, what's it, and having them work in worse conditions and crunch is destructive in the long term, but they only care about like the next, you know, shareholder, shareholder meeting and they always have to make it seem as if there's like a perpetual growth to thus not spook the investors and have them like sell shares, which causes a drop in price and so on and so forth. It's just That's not what's a good happening, system. Though. That's what's yeah. happening though. Except that they've changed it from profit to people who've subscribed to Game Pass to the number yeah. of, of subscribers. That's growing rapidly with Game Pass, with other subscription things too. It is. And it's like... gonna grow it's gonna grow way faster when you can get Call of Duty and I don't know, fucking Overwatch, the, ne- what, the next Overwatch game or something on Game Pass. I, I, I don't doubt that, but at a certain point, it will like plateau and just kind of really slow down and kind of go up and down on various months, you know? It's new, it's constantly adding stuff, it's seeing explosive growth. But that can't continue in perpetuity because at a certain point, if it were to, you'd have to start like having like new people just spontaneously appearing on the planet to keep up with like infinite growth, you know? 
everything plateaus eventually, yes. and that's not such a bad thing. But it's like it really effed in America, where it's like you always have to pretend it is and damn the long term consequences that you do for pretending that. That's like a whole thing. At that point, you just raise prices, though. That's what Netflix have to do now because no, yeah. there's no one else left to subscribe to Netflix. Well, but, that and people yeah, well, are doing the thing we'll like, okay, is this out in this month? Okay, I'm going to unsubscribe for now, resubscribe when this is out, watch some stuff for the month, and then I don't hop on think most service. people do that. Do <sighs> you know how many things I have where I'm like, oh, let's try it for a month? Or uh, oh, let's do one three month thing because oh this mm-hmm. month th- these next month I want to try and play new play new game, mm-hmm. and then I just forget, and it's <laughs> and it renews itself. That's my fucking experience with Nintendo Switch Online. I don't use my Switch until I don't know Mario Odyssey two comes out or some game like that, <laughs> and I still fucking have Switch. I had Switch Online for like a year, even though mm-hmm. I wanted it for three months. I still had it for like a really long... I think most people will just forget and then it gets charged again. <laughs> I don't think that, many that people will... I don't think many people will actively manage their subscriptions like what you just said. That's a smart thing. Smart people will do that, but I don't think most people are smart enough. Yeah, it is something you have to do. Like, it's understandable like one time it slips your mind, the other two, because like the months apart, but if it does turn into a trend, yeah. you just kind of realize. I like, honestly, if I didn't like the Tetris game so much, you know, Tetris 99, I probably yeah. would have canceled my uh, subscription to Nintendo Online ages ago. But I do play that fairly often. So it's like, all right, I, I want to do this, so may as well. Yeah. <sighs> A bit of a shame now to have more free stuff. Um, going back to the topic now, though, I'm going to be interested in... Mm-hmm. Or I'm, I'm very interested, I'm going to say it that way. I'm very interested to see what will happen with all of those Activision games. If I mean, they've Microsoft have said they are still committed to releasing games on the PlayStation, for example that they've already committed to. Well, but I think that's what does that some mean? Of them, some of them are contractually obligated to be yeah. PlayStation exclusives for a certain period of time. Yeah. Before Microsoft swooped in and like um Denisqua bought up the companies such as like uh what was the one before Miramax or something? Zenimax. Like Zenimax there we are. I think Miramax is a bit more adult-oriented, if I remember correctly. Or maybe I'm just making up a company name. <laughs> either way, oh, either no. way, a good example of that is Death Loop. I'm currently playing that. But that's currently a PlayStation exclusive, was signed by a contract with Bethesda before it was bought up, and only lasted for like a year on release, and then it was going to probably be very slowly brought over to other platforms. But since the what's it, uh, uh, Microsoft bought it up, they're only going to honor their contractual obligation to remain exclusive for a year. And after that, Deathloop will be coming to like Game Pass, the uh, Xbox, and like PC via the Game Pass. I'm gonna be 
so happy to see Sony fanboys be like the dumb Sony fanboys be really angry when Call of Duty is like, oh, this is Call of Duty, I don't know, Modern Warfare 37, now exclusive to Xbox, whatever they're going to call the next one, Xbox. I can't even think about a dumber name than Series X. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't Series know. Series X 2. Fuck off. That's what I'm going to call it. Logic. I wanted to I, make a joke about Microsoft's names. I can't think of a worse name. <laughs> I kind of wish they stuck with the Scorpio. That's memorable. That's a nice name. Xbox Scorpio. Like well, the, that was the, the last Simpsons one, event. though. No, I think it was the codename for this one, if I'm That was a codename for, for, for the One X. I think this one was called like Scarlet or some bullshit name that was like not as cool as Scorpio. I mean, at the very but, least, you just use code names if you're not going to stick to a traditional numbing yeah. convention like PlayStation. Yeah, or, even- or actually, just don't call it one if it's not the first. I think that was like a naming gimmick because they were trying to make it the hub of your home. I like know. You place, I know. You can take DVDs on it, plug your TV into it, watch Netflix in it. That was dumb. One stop shop for everything. But yeah, it's a dumb name. And just, but I will say Scarlet is infinitely better than Series X. Like, even if it's not as good as Scorpio, yeah. just use code names from now on, Microsoft, for your Xboxes if you don't want to stick to numbers. Because they're always going to be better than this. Again, it's like, um, I think around the time of release, a lot of people, there was a spike in people buying Xbox, like, uh, 1X and Series uh, (laughs) 1Ss, because people got confused by the bloody name. It's, like, so dumb. And how would you know if you're, like, some random mom... Yeah, yeah. You look at this, you're like, oh, look, it's the Xbox One, it's the the X. That's what the kid said. And then you buy it. And it's wrong. They got that one already. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, what was I we're thinking? circling away again because I hope, I hope that, well, I, I was talking about the Sony fanboys mm-hmm. on Twitter, right? They're already going insane. If you watch yeah. Twitter, they're all they're like, oh my god, they're gonna take away Call of Duty. You fucking Sony fanboys, <laughs> all of you fuckers for like years you've said, Oh, Microsoft doesn't have any exclusives on Xbox, so why buy it? Now they're doing it. Now <laughs> they they're bought, going they've to do exclusives. The exclusives. They've bought them and you have to live with it. Because they've bought the popular things to make exclusives. Yeah, that that's literally what all of you I'm talking to you, Sony fanboys. Would you all suggest it? They need more exclusive, exclusives. They're getting them now. They're buying it, and then that's it. What I what I personally would think would be better is if they would continue to put, I don't know, Bethesda and Activision and other games. Like, let's say I don't know, the next Spyro game comes out. Mm-hmm. For every platform, for the Switch and for the PlayStation and all of that, I but think... but then in the beginning it just says mm-hmm. Xbox Game Studios proudly presents. Oh, they I was, did that with I they was, did that with Psychonauts, I believe, or did I, I tune I, that part out? I don't know if they did that, but I think they should because they're going to make way more money by also selling Sony fans 
fucking the next Call of Duty thing. And also, I want to see yeah. Sony fanboys get so angry and like have mental yeah. breakdowns when seeing the yeah, Xbox logo. That'd be funny. But <laughs> I on think, the PlayStations. I think that's only going to be the case for like Call of Duty, which has such widespread appeal. I genuinely do believe, if not like a timed exclusive, just a per- it will be a permanent yeah. exclusive. Things like um, Genesis Qua, Spyro, and Crash Bandicoot. Because that's a, a far niche and but also way more dedicated audience of people who could generally be swayed by like having it as an exclusive for and then pick up like either a subscription to Game Pass on a PC or just buying the Xbox whatever as a console just so they can like okay okay I'm gonna play this now you know I'm gonna buy the system I'm gonna play on this I'm a Spyro fanboy. I don't System like I the buy. concept of exclusive. So. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, fairly Spot anti-competitive, good. you know, like it's, as a permanent exclusive yeah. as well. What's it? Uh, ooh, do, 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 do. Three, three things I want to go over. One tangent about Twitter. Just follow a bunch of artists and other people doing stuff you like. It really does pad out a lot of the nonsense that people always said is like so toxic. I've been using it for like two years now. I have never had a... a been uh swept over by like that toxicity never had my feed filled with people like um going on screes about like the playstation but that's just what's worked for me two technically there is like the fcc that could potentially block this trade altogether it's been woefully ineffective over the last decade or so from blocking these big mergers yeah but (laughs) Potentially, a lot of these bigger ones did take place over the last four years under an administration that was far more promiscuous about these things. So maybe it will be a tougher time, or maybe it will just delay the acquisition for so-and-so years. I don't know. Uh, what was the third one? Oh, but yes, um, Sony actually did suffer a drop in uh, stock share yeah. prices by about $20 billion. After this news was released, so really? I don't know how that's going to. How much money happen. do they have? Twenty. Well, billion? it's in temp- no in stock. That's different. The value well, yeah, of the company went down as opposed to like their is, personal. How much money. is the market cap though? How much was it, and what is it now? Actually, I, I don't know off the top of my head. It's like the headline, you know, Sony down by twenty billion. I just figured it deserved mentioning to cap this off. But yeah, like I think that's going to affect the rankings of like third largest company. Like, I don't know, maybe just by sheer act of doing this alone, Microsoft has taken the lead on Sony. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're going to spend 70 billion, you know, 69.7 billion. And it's like, oh, and now that that's spending that money spending nearly 7 billion has like made you worth 20 billion less and made us worth so much more and has escalated us to a space above you. That would be hilarious if that's the case. I, these, these are such big numbers. I can't even yeah. really understand this. And also the fact that Microsoft can just go ahead and buy Activision Blizzard, which Activision is like one of the biggest gaming companies. It is. And, they, it certainly and is. Microsoft can just buy this 
for like three percent of their whole market cap. Good lord! They they have they haven't spent money on this. This is like a four percent dilution on <laughs> on all the money that Microsoft is worth. I will also say it's oh, like damn. Probably it is probably cheaper because all of these scandals has like deflated the stock value of Activision. So yeah, I think they they saw that and then they swooped in and made a deal. I I don't know. It honestly, if if it wasn't as big a deal and they did make a rebound, I I honestly can't tell if we wouldn't have heard this news or the number just would have been like uh seven uh seventy five point six billion or so on and so forth, you know buying it at a higher price because they again the key criticism is like a lack of like exclusive exclusives on the system you know what's the reason to buy your service over say playstation or the switch you know yes again like the switch is like i think they would have done it anyways yes i think they would have done it anyways but i think they strategically (sighs) planned this now I if, think if they, they just waited and like, yeah. okay, this is at a low. Let's swoop in. Yeah, it depends on like how much Activision stock was worth like before all this news happened. But yeah, it is, it is amazing. Hello, it is me, Silas, interrupting you again. Sorry. Um, this time, though, I, I'm just asking you to, well, if you enjoy this podcast, please tell all of your friends who you think might also like listening to us talk about random tech and gaming things, because the number one way how people find out about podcasts, about new podcasts, is just through word of mouth. That's literally true. So you do us a great, great favor, and maybe you do your friends a favor, too showing them how good and awesome our podcast is. Thank you. Twitter getting NFT pictures. Today, just four months after announcing it was exploring the idea, Twitter began letting some people use non-fungible tokens as their profile pictures. Subscribers to $2.99 a month Twitter Blue service can now connect to a crypto wallet and display any NFT they own in the profile. They, uh, the users are easily distinguished from those yet to be crypto-piled by the shape of the avatar, a hexagon, rather than the traditional circle. I guess make money where you can, Twitter. Like- Crypto-pilled. Well, Twitter don't make any money from this, I think. They just enable you to show an NFT that's already in your wallet. No, you have to pay like a $2.99 a month well, to okay. have the service. But like two ninety nine, that's for that's Twitter Blue. It has like other things that aren't completely unnecessary in it. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying like okay. 100, if 100,000 people pay like that uh, a month... That's a lot of money. What other things does Twitter Blue even have? I don't even remember. Let's look that up. Twitter Blue. I honestly don't know. I, I, to be honest, I've only heard about Twitter Blue's existence because of this nonsense. No, so I've heard about it before, but it was so worthless that I just forgot. I think one of it is just like, oh, like uh, the retweets, you know? Introducing Twitter Blue. Bookmark folders. Want an easy way to better organize your saved content? Bookmarked folders let you organize tweets that you've saved. 
I just... Um, <laughs> that's okay. I can see how that would be useful. And then the next feature is undo mm-hmm. tweet. Typo, forgot to tag someone, preview and revise your tweet before it goes live. That's just the delete button. Fuck off. Little example. Today, I overslept for my stream. Uh, I had a scheduled post for like promoting the stream that went out. And I just copied and pasted the text and deleted the original tweet and sent it out again. The, it no, serves no need the undo. No, buy this for three quid, three dollars a month. You need the undo button. Also, it has a reader mode, which okay, it just makes it easier to read long threads by turning okay. by turning them into easy to read text. That's that's pretty good. I can see how that would be good. Here's- I'm not gonna pay. Yeah, here's one of the worst things about this, though. Like, YouTube Premium, I don't know. I think it is... I'm using this example. It's a bit pricey, but I do find the ads, the lack of ads, very relaxing for the most part. I think I said previously, I would like some curated ones on occasional channels to help promote them and also see stuff I'm interested in. I'm just not anymore, and it's like, I would like to see some cool Kickstarter stuff or some cool gaming trailers, but regardless, a feature locked behind that is just playing YouTube when you're out of the um, app. You go out of the app, and it keeps playing now. That's like such an enhancement to YouTube as a whole. It baffles me why they pay Wallet, you know? It's like such an improvement. It hurts you in the long run not to make this a default feature for everybody. I mean, it was improve the quality of the... (laughs) It, yeah, it just before, yeah. it just hurts the quality of like the uh, app as a whole, and also in terms of like ads, it's like you can just like um, make it radio when they're not in the app, and an ad comes up, just play a radio style ad. Like, like it makes such basic sense to have this and yeah. have it integrated. I don't get why they pay Wallet because it fundamentally makes YouTube such a better experience about being able to go in and check your text, check your emails, reply to someone on some kind of messaging service and have the video keep playing. Like actively trying to paywall this is hurting them as a service. I just don't get it. And it's like the bookmark feature, you know, and that longer tread one that would make Twitter so much better as a service for people to engage with, like to the point where paywalling it, Hurts you because it's making a service various worse. I don't know. But anyone not willing to paywall. If if they just get a few subscribers for this, this is Mm. already worth more money to them than just having more happy Mm. users. Yeah, that is true. So, yeah. I feel like for the play one on YouTube, that's specifically true. Like, from my point of view, but like for others, it's debatable. At the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like, it does come to that question of, like, okay, you want this improvement, we're going to paywall it. Like, we're going to make you regularly pay a subscription to, for us to make our service better for you. You know? That's how businesses work. Though. I understand your complaint, but that's what they have to do. Most people would be like, oh, I don't want ads. Well, there we go. You block Origin. That's it. 
Well, fine. I don't think that works for like <laughs> non-hacked mobile devices. Like YouTube That's Premium, true. I think, is specifically going after the mobile market. You know, I, I had YouTube Premium for like one and a half years, and ah. as a contrast to Twitter Blue, I think YouTube Premium actually is worth it. Primarily because it is a lot cheaper, you know? Wow. I think YouTube Red is a bit overpriced for, like, its downloading features and whatnot. Because, again, you could just, like, pre-download ads along with the video. It's like... Yeah. They want you to pay for it, though. And also... What what did you just say? I said Mm -hmm. that I think YouTube, YouTube Premium is worth more, is better actually worth it compared to fucking Twitter Blue because Twitter Blue gives you nothing. Ah. At least with YouTube Premium, I know myself. I will spend, what, Mm. like five hours a day minimum just on YouTube, either as a main thing or as a background thing. So for me, those like 12 euro were very much worth it. And I really was, was, that's like worth more than Netflix is to me. Kind of, yeah. I'm in that same space because I am watching stuff at like 1.25 speed, 1.5, and the ads are just like a huge stop that like yeah. um, really just slow down the video again, try to keep up at the pace and ads like collectively, like for a longer, a longer video that's say like an hour and a half long going over like politics or real in-depth like video game or movie review, like it could easily have like, uh, what's it? 20 ads in it that go about 30 seconds a piece that you have to then turn back to the screen and press skip for or wait to play out. And that either makes it a lot of annoying interactions that you want to have to engage with, or you have to wait a long amount of time that adds up to like 20 minutes or so over the course of a longer video. It's like incredibly frustrating. That's what you just like, you must for. <laughs> yep. Well, okay, we need to go back to the topic, which is... I think that is the end of the topic. We were just like... No, I I want to get more into NFTs because NFTs as an idea is a great concept. Mm. What they are being used for right now, which is basically uh, dumb idiots in some rooms being like, oh, I'm an art trader now, and then they're selling dumb bullshit for $5 million. Speculative investing, you know? That's not a good use case for NFTs. NFTs can be pretty awesome in the future. They will be awesome. You you will have an NFT for like, I don't know, fucking university degrees and tickets and other things like that. That sounds useful. I don't know about tickets it's just like maybe if it's more environmentally friendly and the like but it will be in in once things move around from from shitty mining rigs with like 100 gpus to yeah nothing I just, what <laughs> was i thinking i don't know like a plane ticket specifically it's like you know it's probably just more convenient to have that printed off because like I don't know, what if there's a problem with your phone? What if the battery suddenly goes shitty and just dies on you and you can't charge it? Do you not board your flight? Yeah, I think in just, those instances... You could just like, tell them your name and show yeah. them your fucking ID and then they can look at your... <laughs> they can look at your wallet and see, oh, look, this is the actual ticket. That could uh, work. 
Maybe. We don't know if this will exist. I think it should exist. I don't think the use case for selling dumb art or selling items in a game is that good. Selling art could be done well with NFTs, but right now it's absolutely bullshit. Mm. Same with the situation for gaming. Yeah. Um, And also, this implementation of (laughs) what Twitter is doing is not even good because, Mm -hmm. well they don't really have any checks if this certain <laughs> nft is like the first one because no. with an image you could just right click and copy it and save as that's the meme <laughs> that's the whole joke about nfts so what people are doing is mm-hmm. they take people's profile nfts they copy it mint new nfts so it's not the same nft but it just has the same image on it <laughs> Oh, Jesus. And then setting the same thing up again. And because Twitter doesn't know, oh, this image is the third time it's been uploaded. Let's not use this. This is not the original. You can just <laughs> fucking copy it, make a new NFT, and then that's it. It's not unique at that point anymore. You can just, <laughs> you can just want- get it again. Not to mention if they ever do start like cracking down on that. All it'll take is going into like MS Paint and just like adding the what's it Joker uh, makeup to it. And it's like here, unique art. There we go. NFT this, upload it, and it's yeah. still fundamentally defeated. You know. I mean, like, you could have. That's what Adobe are also doing. Like, uh, in literally inside of the image, there's like metadata telling you or telling the service who made this, how they made it, and if it's the first original version of this. So even if you mm. if you took that NFT fucking ugly fucking monkey bullshit, whatever the fuck everybody has, mm. monkey NFT thing, even if you take that, draw a mustache on it, then then the the system could know that it's not the original because that's what the signature says, the built-in signature mm. thing. I have to imagine I don't think to they use that. They, that. They, they, they don't use this at all, even mm. though it exists. So, shit implementation. Uh, I'm, I'm just not for speculative investing overall. It's a rather toxic practice. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's the end of all my thoughts on that. That's a very broad statement. If you have some, like, if, if you have 2,000 quid, 2000 quid a month and you only need. 1.5 and you're fine with losing 500 if shit goes wrong yeah i mean why like, would not you, why would you not put- on the user end but like as a practice it just leads to bad things you know mm. like i get it make your money i'm not blaming you for that but i'm also, just saying yeah nfts are not a fucking avenue. investment though you fuckers need to understand this it is it's just a way to store data Semi uniquely. Nobody gets this. Everybody's like, oh my god, I have this fucking one of a kind screenshot <laughs> of fucking Jeff Bezos' first tweet or whatever. Oh my god, <laughs> give me $70 million now. Yeah, it's my god. Beyond baffling. Okay, now we can move on because I'm getting angrier. <laughs> okay, shall I read off the next one? Yes, I'm I'm too angry now. Fourth topic, ripping free stuff off. Wait, ripping free stuff off makes people angry. 
daily word guessing game, Wordle has taken the internet by storm. Uh, despite its huge newfound success, creator Joss Wardle, <laughs> that's funny, uh, said he wants to keep hit the hit browser game demonetized and ad-free, but one app developer has other plans, and now he's quickly becoming Twitter's main character of the day. I love Wordle so much, I decided to make my own Wordle app, but with a twist. Tech entrepreneur Zach uh, Shackard wrote on Twitter yesterday, there's not just five level words, but also four and six and seven other words too. You can play unlimited times if you're on pro version. The new version of Rota on the App Store didn't just have bigger puzzles, but it also required you to pay a subscription and log all the features. It was a greed innovation that, in the words of Andy Bayo, compounded the plagiarism into a naked cash grab. The downloads, reviews, and active paid trials instantly started rolling in. 12K downloads, ranked 28 word game, and fourth number four result on the word wordle in the app store. Shaka tweeted earlier today, we're going to the effing moon. Uh, while the original wordle was created as a love of letters of sorts for wordles, uh, partner? Wordle, the app, appears to be born of Shackard's stated 2020 to be more vulgar and make a ton of effing money. Christ. So there's a number of things that we need to talk about here. So step one is, what is Wordle? Because I had not heard about this until I, like this fu- morning. Funny thing, like uh, what's it? I like watching um Seth uh Seth Meyer like a closer look like and all that. There was actually a joke about Wordle that utterly tanked because like it didn't connect with the audience. Yeah, and it was like a lot more funny with the writers that uh, actually do engage with the game. I think it's basically some kind of like um a variant on like uh, what's the game the. Scrabble. It's along those lines of trying to yeah. come up with a word or probably guess a word based on a clue well, or something. I want to explain it right now because now I know. <laughs> if you go to powerlanguage.co.uk slash wordle, W-O-R-D-L-E, you will get this little grid mm-hmm. with this five by six grid off just blocks and then there's a software keyboard in the at the bottom and you can just type in random letters and then it will and then it will show up as yeah so if you you type in a few letters it has to be five letters every word is five five letters Mm -hmm. you can get a green letter which means you have the right letter in the correct spot and and yellow means that the letter is in the word, but it's not the correct spot. And then there's also gray. Which I imagine is just like a no-go. Which means, yeah, it's not in the word at all. This is fun. I've done this a bit. It's it's interesting. I don't think I'm going to do this that much more often, but yeah. You just type in letters and then you guess the name and it's like, wow, cool. It says, what is a five-letter word? I don't know. I think this might have the world that it's taken by storm might have been just kind of like writers, you know, people that you know uh, I've do, seen work it on in journalism or writing. Oh, in that case, 
Yeah. Because that does seem to be, if at least in my exposure, look up, uh, fucking, if you look up Word on Twitter, you're going to find a lot of people posting about it, obviously. Then yeah. you'll find it. <clears throat> so now that you know about what, well, yeah, about what this is, mm. you as the listeners mainly, Sod now also knows, if you yep. didn't know before. If you go to that site, it has no ads on it whatsoever. You just go there, you get a word, you type it in, and you have six tries, and then, well, that's it. And it's fun. And you can uh-huh. get a new word after like an hour or something of waiting. Mm. It's pretty interesting. It's a fun little thing. The next thing I want to talk about is mm-hmm. the sentence. Where is it? Which one? Which sentence was it? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, oh, there you... it is. While the original Wordle was created as a love letter of sorts to Wardle's partner. Okay. What kind of partner do you have? Do you need to have to be like, oh, I've programmed a website little mini game for you as a love letter. That's how much I love you. <laughs> I, I that concept know. is quite bizarre to me. If you have a partner who really does like doing the crossword and likes these various word puzzles, you play <laughs> Scrabble with them a lot, and you yourself are a coder, you know, I can see this. It's like just buying a Peloton for your significant other out of the blue yeah. is like real can be really insulting and a bad bad <laughs> gift. But if they're like dropping hints about it, it's like, you know, I'd uh, sure love this a new exercise bike. Like, you know, buy it for the right person, you know, just don't buy it. Don't buy things you want them to use or make things you want them to use. Buy and make what they want, you know? Yeah. Listen to what they want. But then who's like, oh, I wanted it, I guess. Who's like, oh, I want my own ad free online fucking word puzzle game. Like I said, like. (laughs) Someone that likes wordplay does the crossword puzzle every day, plays it, a bunch of Scrabble. Yeah. You're, also, you're logical on that, but in my head, it's way funnier if if Ward, Ward, Wardle's partner was like, fuck this, this is pretty yeah, oh, shit. No. Let's never comedy. talk about this ever again. As, as a comedy writer, like that's the end you would have. It's like, yeah, what the... F- you, you made except, an app? Like, that's the comedy writer approach. Yeah. Except that's not the end, because the end is after she's, like, really upset with how dumb this is, months later, it's like, well, are you the fucking, remember the thing that we're not supposed to talk about? <laughs> yeah. The fucking, the fucking website, yeah, it's fucking viral now. I'm sorry, everybody's playing I mean, <laughs> That's just part of, that's just, that's good comedic writing and right the there. And the going to be like, oh, for fuck's sake, God, why? Okay. Let's, uh, yeah, yes. That's not the also, just this, <laughs> brief tangent about Scrabble. Yeah. There's a battle royale version of Scrabble now. What really? Yeah, yeah. You can you can look that up on your own time, uh, audience. And uh, Silas, like we we gotta stay on topic here. It's not yeah. worth the thing. I'll let, I'll just drop that landmine there and let you step on it. That's in your an own interesting time. thought that I didn't know. I wanted to look up. So the rest of the story, though, is basically this game has become popular with, I guess, a special mm-hmm. kind of people who enjoy this very much. 
So, yeah, naturally, people wanted to play this on their phones while waiting for a bus or whatever. Whatever people do, I don't think Americans wait for a bus, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) We had better infrastructure. We certainly would, but we have very poor infrastructure. Don't say that. No tangents. I'm Um, American, and it's a statement, not tangent. So people... So, so people have made multiple fake word laps. Some with the name uh, Wordle, other ones yep. with different names, and there's even one where this dude right here has the quote. Mm-hmm. He said he's going to the moon. With how many people are down? He's like literally bragging <laughs> about how many people are downloading his fake app. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, not good. His number one excuse was actually, "Hmm, well, Wordle is not trademarked." I just <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. Your only response is, "Well, legally, this is everything yeah. is all right here." Then you've already got a problem right there. Oh, God. Um, Not to mention his, like, New Year's resolution or whatever, 2022 resolution. Be more vulgar and make a ton of money. It's like... I think that's a a good resolution if you execute it well enough. I don't know. Like, I think you can get the end results with, like, better statements. Yeah, be more true to myself and try and improve my, like, situation. But, I don't know, something about that phrasing there. Painted by, like, the actions he took, you know. Uh, I don't know. Just smells of that, like, get rich quick uh, I mean, guru stuff, you know? Yeah, if, if you if you said, be more vulgar and make tons of money and then release a new Duke Nukem game or something, that would be fucking that, yeah, awesome. That would be fair. But then doing know? shit like this is not good. Because this is a scam. This fucking app, I think it was this one or was another one, you would have like, it would be like a $30 subscription a month. So you can have the fucking four and six, six and seven letter words. Just like a scam. I don't even get that. Because it's like, who would play it that much and think like, okay, yeah, I need to keep this going. Otherwise I won't be able to play Wordle on my phone. It's like, Make that make that stuff like um, insidious, like two ninety nine or one ninety nine a month, so people forget about it and pay constantly throughout the year for years on end. It has twelve thousand downloads already, though. But actually, yeah. I think it's taken down, which is good. Thank goodness. But then that reminds me of um, the still ongoing case of Apple against Epic. Oh, that because, is ongoing. Because, as you said, yeah, because <laughs> goddamn. Part of Apple's argument why they need to keep 30% of all revenue that goes into like apps on your phone. Part of that argument was, oh, they need to secure the store, make sure that no fraud happens, and verify all developers and stuff like that. How, if, if that's what you do with this money, good. But I don't think that's what you do, Apple. Because <laughs> how does fucking Wordle, which is not real, come up on the app store if you check all those things did you not think did you not think to check this dude's email address and compare it with like the url of the actual game (laughs) 
Yeah. That's that like the true. minimum check what you need to do. And if it says a oh, wordlegameofficial at gmail.com or whatever, instead of the actual real fucking weird.co.uk thing that the dude uses that's the basic check that's the most basic thing just see if they're using the actual email address of the actual (laughs) domain to fucking submit the thing they i don't think they do anything i think they're just lying and fucking around and they've approved this app it got 12 million down 12 12 million 12,000 downloads and he might My have God. potentially made bank off of that if, like, they allowed him to keep the money. Also, just one quick point of clarification. It's not um, a lawsuit overtaking 30%, but exclusively being only the only app launching yeah. Sala on the platform. Yeah. That is what the lawsuit is over. That's just avoid miscommunication. That's one of the other main points, though, because people don't like that. Developers don't like getting 30% of their revenue, essentially. Um taken away yeah which is what they want to circumvent by using stripe instead of apple's fucking payment system (sighs) so we can conclude this episode with the idea that most app stores don't seem to do a great job at being an app store including apple even though apple is like oh it's premium oh look how good this is yeah, they just feature, yeah. like, scam copies of various games that are still, like, someone's intellectual property, but just because there isn't technically, you know, what was it, a trademark yeah. on a name for something that, that means you're not violating various copyright laws for game inventions, you know? This is... All, the, all, <sighs> all topics today were pretty dumb. The Microsoft buying... Activision one wasn't that dumb. It could well, turn out pretty dumb if they handle it wrong. Well, not so much dumb, but just bad in terms of like uh, the industry. Like that might be very yeah. bad. For like in terms of like actions to take, it is actually fairly smart for Microsoft as the you know, you know a company, capitalist oh, no, company. It smart, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but like shit for monopolies. For everyone else, it could be at best just dumb and at worst really, really bad in and out of the industry, you know? Um, Other way, it's it's exciting what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get more more Canon fucking ink on eBay from from (laughs) on fucking Alibaba. More fucking Uh, cheap ink being advertised as, oh, it's just the same thing as fucking Canon. What's that statement about the burden of living... The burden of living in interesting times. Oh. Well, everybody, we've gone over. As is typical. And that, <laughs> that's fine. That Normally, that would be fine, but it's really late right now because I was like, well, I think there's still a good idea to record this today. Yeah. So I, if, if this was a weird episode, then that's the reason why. <laughs> my sincerest apologies. I'm an insomniac, and sometimes that results in like me massively oversleeping and setting everything else behind. And I just want to give my sincerest apologies to you, Silas, for all of this. Uh, thank you very much for still being up to record this evening. It was sorry very about fun. all this. Very yeah, I, I had a great time. Anyhow, um, end of the episode. Let's get our closing plugs in. Do you wish yeah. to go first? 
you gotta go to at uploading pod on Twitter and Instagram, also at watch Silas TV and write messages into the fax machine on uploading pod at gmail.com. Now also link tree and all that stuff in the podcast description. Now, mm-hmm. saw do you do it again? There's also a link tree for all of my stuff. I'm on various places. Uh, primarily right now, all I can really do is a stream via my uh, channel and what's it, Twitch page, uh, Sword Passion Gaming, where I stream as a fair VTuber, playing all sorts of variety of games, doing full playthroughs of them, and have a random day every Thursday. Stream, like I said, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Games that are in the permanent slots right now are Deathloop and the Medium alternating. On Saturday, I'm playing Black Book, and on Sundays, I'm playing Dark Souls. There's all sorts of places you can find and follow me. And uh, Twitter would be the other active one I am. Uh, do give me like a follow there and on Twitch and subscribe to the gaming channel and my other channel for when eventually I start uploading content there when I get a better computer that allows me to actually edit videos in a reasonable time instead of taking eight <laughs> hours. You know, I could just leave this on overnight and there's just a hiccup and then all that time got wasted. Yeah, follow me at all my various places. It would be dearly appreciated. And thank you very much for listening. Very kind of you. Also, I forgot. Mm -hmm. I I said it in the beginning, but you have to mention it again. You gotta leave the ratings, people. The the ratings. Yeah. That, again, even if it's just like the five stars or whatever it is for the various platforms. Five stars, yeah. it, It helps. It just helps. And I know it's so forgettable. I do it myself sometimes on bigger channels, but for like smaller ones, it really just helps give them a boost. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame like watch time alone or listening time alone isn't enough to promote said thing, but oh well. Well, in podcasts, most of the, most of the time, listening time isn't even tracked yet, so. <laughs> I, I, what? Podcast uh, sati- I, I'm going to show this to you later. This is brilliant. Podcast statistics are shit. The, this is a tangent, and we're in the wrap-up. We can talk about this on our own time. Yeah. Uh. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here today. I will hope to see the inside of your ears again next week. <laughs> I wanted to say see you again next week, but that's not what this is. This is not a video, right? It's just audio yeah. <laughs> in your ears. Uh, <laughs> we hope you listen to us again, and thank you very much for doing it, even just the once. May you have a wonderful day. Tata, Wiedersehen. Until we meet again. Bye bye. Bye bye. And then it will and then it will show up as why has my mouse just stopped working? Hmm. It's not it's just jiggling around now. Time to switch to the other mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.